Following the uh, entrance in the Holy Land, right after the 40 years of wandering in the desert with Moses, um, the, the ministry of Moses had become fragmented. The ministry of Moses was priest, prophet, and king. And um, so that threefold ministry became fragmented among, among different people. And the, the Israelites desired a king for themselves. They, they asked the Lord, they said, you know, all the other nations have kings. We also desire to have a king to rule over us. And so the Lord then granted them um, kings to rule over them, right? And, and this, is, this is what we read in the scriptures. And of course, we, we know of some of these kings. Certainly we know, of course, of, of King David and, and King Solomon, etc. And we also know that these kings were, what shall we say, uh, imperfect at best. You know, certainly King David, who is heralded as the great king, was anything but a perfect king. He had many, many pretty severe deficiencies as a man. Now, one of the ways in which these, or one of the names, if you will, for kings at the time was that they were shepherds. They were to shepherd God's people. Part of the um, you know, part of their ministry or as a result of the authority that God had given them, they were to shepherd rightly God's people. They were to, to take care of God's people. You know, it wasn't, so their, their title or their, their power rather, not just the title, but the power and the authority that they were given, they were anointed by God and they were to use their power and their authority to take care of God's people. And so when we hear the, the first reading from the prophet Jeremiah, and he's saying, woe to you shepherds. Jeremiah was preaching uh, to a number during his time as prophet, he was preaching to a number of kings of Israel. And he's warning them, you know, woe to you kings, shepherds, you have not governed wisely. You've used your authority, you've abused your authority. You've used your authority to take care of yourselves more than you have God's people, right? You've become corrupt as kings. You've, you've led the people astray from the covenant, right? You've not um, taken care of their needs first. You've taken care of your needs first. You've looked after yourselves before you've looked after God's people. And woe to you, for you will be severely punished. And then Jeremiah says at the end that God will raise up one shepherd who will truly shepherd rightly, who will take care of God's people the way that, the way that of course, God intends, the way that they ought to be taken care of. Remember, I told you last week that the, the first reading very often is, is intimately connected with, thematically, with the gospel. So we go to the gospel. Right? And, and last week we heard of how Jesus was sending his apostles out. Right? He sends them out with, with no uh, walking stick or without any money, etc. Well, now they've come back and they're tired. And so the Lord says, well, let's go off to a deserted place and let's rest, you know, eat. Let's, let's talk about what happened. Let's talk about your journey. Let's debrief, you know, all that stuff. And so they get in the boat and they... they they push off to, you know, to get away from all these people. <laughs> and uh, it's basically what they're saying. Let's get away from all these people. And the people find out where they're going. 
and they run to the to the other the other shore and they get there they arrive before the lord arrives and so he's disembarking and he says oh, they're still here we can't get away we can't get away from these people and um you know on one hand you can imagine he's probably thinking and the apostles too are thinking oh my goodness we can't even rest you know we can't even rest we can't even move because the people have so many needs. But then we're told that, that Jesus' heart is moved with pity because he recognizes that the, the people have so many needs. And he recognizes that the reason they're following him, right, is because the needs that they have are being satisfied, are being filled, fulfilled through his ministry, through what he's doing. Right? He's teaching them, and their hearts are being filled. He's healing them, and obviously, you know, he's binding up their wounds, and they're, they're being heal, healed. They're, you know, they're, he's putting their needs before his needs, the authority that he has over everything. Jesus Christ, Lord of the universe. The Lord's authority is, is infinite, and yet he's using his authority to put his broken people before himself. He's not missing, misusing his authority at all. In fact, his, his authority is used for the good of those he loves. You know, we look at, uh, if we were to just look at authority in, in our nation um, and the use and largely abuse of authority, gosh, over the last 60 years or so, Authority does not have a very good track record. Which authority has not radically disappointed us? You know, can, can we really say that I'm so satisfied with the government? They've done such a great job. I love the government's authority and, and they're, they're not corrupt at all. <laughs> no, I don't think we'd say that. Um, I don't even know if government would say that. You know, or the business community. Well, the financial sector. Boy, they've, they, haven't, they haven't misused their authority at all. You know? And when they got into trouble, they bailed us out, didn't they? No, they didn't. They just bailed themselves out. Um, you know, the business community, the corruption, the government, corruption, medicine, corruption, pharmaceutical industry, corruption, Hollywood, corruption. The church, corruption. Everywhere, corruption. Whenever there is authority, whenever there is an authority structure and we get involved, people get involved, there is corruption. And it's been this way from the beginning. It's been this way all the way back through the scriptures. It's been this way throughout you know, from those times all the way to today. It's, there's never been a time when there has not been horrible abuse and corruption. And the more that it's touched us, you know, the more that it's affected us personally, the, the more difficult it is, you know, to sometimes coexist in that. And, and so, you know, how do we then, especially if it, if it touches upon our faith, how do we sort of continue on? You know, if, if corruption or, uh, you know, abuse of authority has affected us, 
And so without going into commentary about government or business or all the rest, which would be, you know, somewhat boring, and it would just incite people on, on either side, but just, just looking at it, the relationship of this within our faith, let us remember that the reason we're here, the reason we, we ought to be here today, is because of Jesus Christ. And this is what the gospel tells us. It is Jesus Christ who binds up his people's wounds. It is Jesus Christ who people come to hear and seek out. Right? You might be happy with your current priest. You might not be. And that's okay. He's wonderful. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you might differ in opinion. Or the next guy. But the truth... <laughs> The truth is that my overarching concern for you is your relationship with Jesus. I want you to grow closer to Jesus more than anything else because he is the only one who will sustain you. I won't. I can't. I cannot. But Jesus Christ will never fail you. And so when we come to church, when we say our prayers, when we receive Holy Communion, when you know anything like that, it's always about Jesus, who will never fail us. And so let us always remember to anchor our faith in him. That's what the church is for. That's what the sacraments are for. That's what the priesthood is for, to lead people to Christ. Please stand.